Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Welcome back to Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRia.com. We're going to go a little bit on uh, outside of our normal spectrum uh, with a guest who is not directly into the cannabis industry, but can offer a lot of insight. My guest is based in Canada. He is a Smith Maneuver certified mortgage professional, certified financial life professional, real estate investor, and certified real estate investment advisor. And one of the mantras he lives by uh, with his work as a mortgage broker with Enrich Mortgage Group is, quote, everyone is living a life of abundance, end quote. And with me right now is Keith Youth. Keith, thank you for being on with me. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you for uh, having me on today. Uh, my pleasure. I really appreciate you making time to go and talk to me. So, you make a point that you know you represent the client to many different lenders. All banks and lenders have different terms for their mortgages, and it's very equally as important as the lending rate when making your borrowing decision. So, when it comes to what you can say to those, without saying that you have any clientele specifically in cannabis, but what would you say about the obstacles that are out there since in the last now we have five years, roughly coming up in October of federal legalization in Canada and for all the major size growers are out there that might be buying, you know, tens of thousands of acres to build for cultivation or just, you know, setting up dispensaries. Talk to me about some of the things you've seen that you've observed that the industry has gone through and, you know, businesses as that such. Yeah. So, you know, when, when this first, you know, there was, you know, everybody wanted to jump in when, when this first became available. And what that what happened with that is the government was ahead. Basically, the government was ahead of the lenders. And so the lenders, one of the things we ran into and and you still run into this if you're looking for financing is that. It's a little bit of chicken and egg. You have to have your approvals from the government for the lenders to be agreed to lend to you for your cannabis operation, whether it be a store where you're going to dispense or whether you're going to be in production. Uh, but the government doesn't want to give you that licensing unless you have the financing in place to be able to fund your fund your product. So there's a little bit of chicken and egg there, um, and and that's where you know we've been working through trying to come to those solutions. Now where this is has you know now we jump forward five years, and you know the small the small distributors. Um, you know, at that end user site, they're becoming more and more pinched and harder and harder to be profitable, which then makes lending more difficult for them because their margins are getting shrunk because of, you know, the bigger, the bigger cannabis sellers 
um, that have multiple locations, uh, have the lever have greater leverage. They're really putting the pressure on these smaller uh, smaller owners, these individual um, location owners, to be profitable. And so they're they're selling. You know, they're selling or they're closing their doors. Unfortunately, um, because these you know massive now corporations are have the power to be able to to go and put stores up anywhere they want because they've got their license, they've got money, their money back. They can go and buy a place with cash and not even have to go and get lending as opposed to someone who's like, Hey, I want to do this. And, and they run into those problems. So, so that's, you know, one of the things that I've seen develop over, over this period of time. And, and you, I'm sure you are well aware of how the conglomerates have really taken control sure. of that end, that end distribution uh, of the industry. Um, and then you look at, you know, the, you look at, you know, you just look at the stocks of, of companies. Hey, I, I bought stock and it's a 10th of, you know, it's worth a 10th of what I paid for it. Um, right. And, you know, because their profit, they've just had a heck of a time trying to be able to, to create the profitability and profit margins. And so, so then when you look at the producers and them going, well, we're going to produce this, the lender, you know, when lenders are looking at that aspect of it, they're going, okay, well, you know, they look at the, it's agricultural. So now you're limited to agricultural, limited to that agricultural pool of lenders. And then you've got to go, okay, out of that agricultural pool of lenders, who will be okay with it being a cannabis production? And so, you know, you, you shrink that, you shrink that pool pretty fast. Um, and, and then you have to, and then you've got to look at, okay, how are they going to be able to, how are they, you know, how is the production going to be able to cover the cost of what the lending is to, for this to still be a profitable, uh, profitable. Right off the bat, the how MSOs are the client going to have a profitable business, right? Producing the product. Now from the beginning in Canada, when legalization came in, the rollout started a lot of big companies of those that are stocks that you would have betrayed, would have been able to buy in the Aurora cannabis is the world that canopy grows right off the bat. They were building large facilities, one Aurora back in 2018, an 800,000 square foot facility. And then canopy growth, 3 million square feet of greenhouse space in British Columbia, more than double of its current footprint. So going along with that, you know, we're talking about the fact that there would be by 2020, you know, according to a report I'm going to hear from JL.com, that they would have needed 8 million square feet of space for all these cannabis companies for what they needed for by 2020. There's a lot right there. And in the meantime, there's only about 1.6 billion square feet of industrial space at the end of, la uh, of at the end of 2018 or 2017 prior to that. So right now, has there been a lot of issues where if a company needed to get that much space, industrial space, or whatever it is for greenhouses, for growth, was there a lot of issues right now in finding property or finding available open space? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that. Well, you know what? That's a problem for just about everything right now. It seems right. Um, mm -hmm. Being able to find space. So, so, you know, you've <laughs> got, um, you know, you've got, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, the huge facility that was built West of the Edmonton international airport. Mm -hmm. by, I think it was Aurora. Um, right. built uh, with six or eight football fields or something like that in size. Yes. Um, uh, out in, out in, by Redcliffe, uh, out by Medicine Hat, Alberta, they were, had a vegetable producing facility that 
they were going to convert over to cannabis production as well. Uh, I don't know what the status on that is, if that actually um, followed through and became has become that or not. But, but you know, so these this is these are ways that they were trying to get a bigger footprint for this um, with some of these existing built facilities that they could more quickly move into. The one in Edmonton wasn't existing; that was a a, a new built. Um, but you know, in Alberta, growing season wise how do you how do you make profit if you don't have a greenhouse and your growing season is purely you know it's purely may to may to september um without greenhouse facilities so you know that's why i think that it's a matter of almost like having to build up rather than build out um when they can get space to try to get that footprint that they need and and you know it's we're not we're not making more land no and uh you know and when you see like and farmers are going to be more reluctant to sell when you see the price of wheat and canola and barley and things like that those prices all having been now their inputs are costing them more right now because of of increased costs but you know for over the last couple years (laughs) their pricing on those grains has been fantastic so wanting to switch or sell you know, becomes a much harder, a much harder sell to do when, when all of a sudden they're, they're seeing the opportunity of profitability in doing what they're already doing. Now, there was a story from Canadian Real Estate Network. They talked about investing in marijuana greenhouses or cannabis greenhouses. And the question was, what would it have to do with real estate investors? That large scale cannabis operations are either indoors and greenhouses or hybrid space, but Farmers are finding it's more cost-effective to build new greenhouses or retrofit existing structures, and investors are joining commercial grow operations as farms work to meet demand. So with that space, for those that might be working with you, have there been any that have uh, you know, that might be in the agricultural space or those thinking, well, you know, maybe my space can be utilized for cannabis retrofitted or built out? Have you had any interactions at all, or have you been yeah. seeing any, any of that kind of action going on, that kind of activity? Yeah, so so I've got a client out in BC right now who's so one of the things that land zoning obviously is a huge part of what can and can't be done. So that's another another roadblock that for cannabis cannabis growers have to be able to deal with is whatever county that they're they're wanting to do this and they've got to be have the county on board. And so BC has a lot of um agricultural land reserve is what they the term they use in BC. And so being able, you know, they have to get the licensing all the same, but but the client I've worked with, her neighbor actually has better land and she just has a small of her land, like maybe it's five acres, five to seven acres of what she's got that actually can be used for agriculture. So for her to create an operation for herself really doesn't make sense. So she's kind of doing a hybrid partnering partnership with her business. Cause she's got tons of buildings. She, her land, she can have a lot of buildings and she can set up, she set up the processing he's doing, he's combined her land with his to for production. And then the processing is going to happen on her land. And so they've set up a, a, a separate agreement to be able to make that process work for them. Uh, and so that's one way that someone uh, could, work with someone who's already got a license 
um, and wants to be able to get involved in it. In this case, she's set up a lease with him. So she's basically, you know, she's turned her own property into an investment uh, by having him basically lease that land and then pay for the processing facility that's on her land. So, so she's doing a hybrid that way. Um, and, and in other cases, you know, for real estate investors, I would say that what they want to look for is how is, how is, how is a business set up or the operation set up, no matter whether it's the end, whether it's the end distribution or whether it's a producer, how is that business set up and there's many ways an investor can invest with someone who's existing maybe they need capital to buy some new equipment uh maybe it is for land expansion of land maybe it is for the production for a production facility there's many different ways that often we get we we get narrow-minded in our thinking and that's what's important is that we we all we need to be able to see all the opportunities and often that's where people get roadblocked is they just forget to take everything that they believed and throw it out and rejig rejig their brain and and then go okay what are all the different ways we, that we could make this work and and help both people get a win win. So in the story itself, they also make a mention of about recommending greenhouses being a solid alternative investment for cost and scalability, an excellent entry point. If there were anybody, if there was anyone that came to you, <clears throat> what would you say about the idea of anybody out there that does want to use their property as an investment property and be able to go ahead and create a venture like this, get the permits, get whatever is needed to go ahead and build out or retrofit? What would it be to your to your own sake? You know, what would that look? How would that entail? What kind of you know what kind of entanglements would you have to go and deal with? Any obstacles with that? If that's something that somebody came to you to work on, yeah. Yeah. So, so number one, so number one, uh, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, number one, checking with your county on their zoning and are they going to have issues with you? One, one creating, one converting a, a building, let's say you had a Quonset um, and you want to convert that Quonset. So number one, that they're okay that you're going to convert that Quonset into a business operation on your land. And, and is there any issue with that? Then two, it's going to be a cannabis producing. So they need to make sure that that's going to be okay. So those those are kind of those would be the initial first steps that could be roadblocks to anything, um, whether you have the cash to do it yourself or whether you need to go let lending. Those are the initial the initial important roadblocks. Then when you look at the next steps, then you've got to go. Okay, the county's my county's okay. I can do this, and I need to help with financing. Now you need to develop your business plan. You've got to come up with a very well written and developed business plan that you can express clearly um, how you're going to, how you're going to get from point A to point B and what all the actions are in between that are going to get you there. And that's the, of, of all business lending, that's the basis of all business lending is a well, well thought out and developed business plan, you know, because you can say, well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to become a producer and I'm going to create a producer. Okay. Well, who's going to be your end buyer? Who's going to buy your product? have you have you talked to and got an understanding or a statement of understanding or a letter of understanding from from someone who's going to buy your product or uh, how are you going to pro or, or an agreement with someone to process it and so like all these these different aspects that that you've got to you've got to you know where are you at a and what is b is b you know how far to how far are you willing to do you want to go to get to point b 
and and then be able to build show those actions in between and, and that's really a huge basis for it um and then what capital what capital do you have yourself to help carry and fund your uh venture up to the point where you're going to be generating income that's one that a lot of people forget to that i mean there's there's a there's a period of time like and what you know what if you run into roadblocks are you prepared to handle that so now- hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad with chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to 200 with spot me and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab an extra latte. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, I wanted to ask about public funding, because there was an issue last year where there was a cannabis nursery in Saskatchewan called Mother Labs that was able to secure 1.8 Canadian dollars, 1.8 million Canadian dollars in federal funding. And public records show that the funding, in some case worth millions of dollars, has been made available from a range of Canadian federal government bodies for applications, including business development, expansion, and research. And they went to Prairie's Can, uh, Prairie's Economic Development Canada, for the funding. And you know, it's been learned as selling equity and equity financing was very popular from the start of legalization and that raising funds or selling equity from a private lender is particularly difficult in the contemporary cannabis sector. And one person we talked to, Brian Bain of Mother Labs, talked about that money is not easy for us to get right now. And it's not e- easy to get for anyone in the space. So right now we still have inflation. I'm sure it's very much reflective in Canada and other world markets in the same way. We're all suffering from it. So the kind of availability for lending or the kind of availability for funding must be difficult right now so when you see that right there is that something that you look at as well when it comes to mortgage uh the, to mortgages and also the real estate investing is there a lot of federal funding money available is that something you could definitely access if a client asks about it yeah so so i do have a background in, in applying for grants uh, i haven't applied for any specific in cannabis mm-hmm. because generally that has to come from the documents and everything have to come from who the end applicant is. Sure. Um, and I, so I, I certainly have the knowledge and background to be able to help guide them with, with making 
ensure that they're doing things that are required. And the federal government has provided, you know, grants and funding. But again, that wasn't a small, that wasn't a, that wasn't a small producer that, that went and got that grant, right? They're, uh, they're, you know, they're a, a bigger company that, that went and got those funds. And, and that's where one of the challenges is, is when it comes to, when it comes to any business loan, whether it be cannabis or not, the money always seems to be more available for the bigger corporations um, than for the small, for the smaller person who's like, I want to get it. I just want to start up and I want to get into this. And, you know, and that's where it can be harder. It doesn't mean that it's not possible. It just means that it's, you're going to have more roadblocks to get over. Now, if, you, if you've got some funding from the federal government to help your business, certainly the lenders will look at that as a positive side because you basically, for most of those grants or to get them, you basically got to create and submit a business plan, which has to be well thought out for them to want to give you that money. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a positive from a lender perspective as well, is that you've got somebody that's already said, yeah, you know, we're basically co-investing with you on this because we see that you've got a great plan. So that makes the lenders feel more comfortable as far as being in there to provide support for that, what's left. Now, that doesn't mean it's guaranteed, but it certainly helps. Well, Keith, I really appreciate you taking time out to go and really give us an explanation. This is, and like I said, it's nice to have the outside perspective here just to bring on board. So with that said, I want to go ahead and direct people uh, over to Enrich Mortgage Group. And the website is demystifyingmortgages.com, demystifyingmortgages.com. And for those that want to go and connect with you, let them know really the complement of services that you provide. If there are some companies in the cannabis industry that might want to go ahead and, you know, explore with you any possible options or those out there just looking for options in Canada itself, talk to our listeners about how they can learn more and what they should do when they reach out to you. Yeah, so you know they can reach out to me through my email, Keith at enrichmortgage.ca. Uh, they can text me at 403-614-8843. And then we can connect and we can arrange, you know, I arrange what I call a discovery call. Let's talk about who you are, where you're going, what you are. But then we can talk more about, you know, we can talk about things like, you know, you mentioned that I'm a Smith Maneuver certified professional up top. Hey. If you understand that and you're trying to get into this business and you understand how to leverage something like the Smith Maneuver, you can use that to get a double advantage for capital to put into your business. Um, whether you're, whether if you want to buy the real estate and you want it, maybe you're buying the real estate as the, be the investment, and then you're going to lease it to someone who's going to produce the cannabis on you. You know, we can look, look at that and help you understand what that needs to look like. What do you need to be able to generate in revenue for this to make sense for you to do that? Um, these are the aspects for me with my background in real estate investing for 20 years and being a Smith Maneuver certified professional and having not just being certified in it, but also implementing it myself. Um, I take all these pieces and bring them together in a conversation to help understand the client and then help the client to understand what's needed for them to be able to achieve the goals that they're looking to do and get them from point A to point B. Once again, I'm joined with Mortgage Broker at Enrich Mortgage Group, Keith Youth. And website again is demystifyingmortgages.com. Keith, thanks for being on. Hey, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I hope I provided some insight that uh, can help your listeners. We're clear. That's a wrap. How was that? That's good. 
Yeah, I liked it. It was just to give me a little bit of time just to tweak around where we we're going to go. Let me put it yeah. like this. I could have gotten this interview to go on Freedom of the Vibe, but our host, he's still pretty new to the process. He's only done five episodes so far. So I'm training him. And it was one of those things where he couldn't figure out where to go with it. But I've done this for 18 years in podcasting. I'm a 30-year pro in radio. So like, you know, just give say, me something to work a, on. So that I'll figure voice, it out. So. Thank you. <laughs> and I work on it, man. I just, I know what to go with this. And I'm like, okay. I And that's the thing is like, you know, as a producer, I produce a lot of programming. But I host quite, I can, I've done a lot of hosting as well. But from this side, you know, we're trying to train people to go and you know, do like I do. The part was, this is the part I was going to say, well, and that's where I get the problem is like, you know, sometimes I know what to do with the show or with a guest. I can't really sell the host on it. Sometimes it just will. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. They're kind of like, you know, wiggling around trying to figure out that it just, if they can't feel like it's somebody that's just, just, pretty more in the real well comfortable right in that's the part so i mean initially everything Don't sounded good it was just that this was the part where i needed to get to this part to see where it was going to be the the tie-in and you gave me yeah. that that was great great oh great i'm glad i did i'm glad i did yeah no because that was the part and, I, and also i wanted to keep the interview i don't want to you know drop that yeah. off so yeah i'll get you great. a copy of this this is again Thank going you. on grassroots marketing we'll put it out over the weekend and we'll get you a copy so you can share with him or however you like. Excellent. Thank you very much, sir. Hey, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Take care. Have a sure, great day. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.